welcome back to another Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Mike. Uh, I got a run, so I'm just going to hand it over to uh, JB. Okay. Well, thanks for the opening, Mike. I appreciate you. Uh, well, in that case, I'll I'll get Pistol on the podcast, so I'll be on this week with Pistol. My name's JB. Uh, how are you, Pistol? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. That was Looking strange behaviour uh... from Mike. Yeah, he, he always just disappears at the beginning of the podcast anyway. Very, very odd. Um, so we're going to go through the ins and outs of the round. Uh, before we do so, uh, there's a little bit of housekeeping to attend to first. Uh, for starters, we've got some new Patreon sign up, so they drew a shout-out. We'll start off with Stephen McKenzie, uh, pledged a couple of days ago. So welcome, Stephen, to the Patreon. We've got just B. Steve-O! <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you up there. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, the next one is just a capital B and then no space and a capital N. I assume they are their initials of some sort, but here is your yeah. shout-out, BN. Um, BN. <laughs> then we've got Nathan77 coming in with a username and not the full name, so appreciate you, Nath. Brandon Boy is the next one. And then I'm, I'm waiting. I'm expecting you to shout them out after me every time now, but I you haven't, haven't done it. So No, it's it's done now. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, we've got Tim Perrin signed Timbo! as well. <laughs> and I've just welcomed him to the Slack as he's joined about five seconds ago, just before the podcast. So there is your shout out, lads. Thank you for joining in on the Patreon. <laughs> Welcome into the Slack as well. I'm sure we'll be chatting throughout the week. So having said that, <laughs> you're on another level tonight, Pistol. I, you said, I, I thought we were doing shout outs, not just like talk outs. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, I'm I'm just going to move straight into the the ins and outs, unless we have some sort of action in the cancer council. Um, well, we can go through that. There was a. I'm not quite sure what the donation is for, but I thank you, Lee, for your uh, donation. Oh, that... donating because Whitfield is soft. Do you know what that's about? Okay, so uh, during the week, Throtz said that Whitfield uh, would miss a game, and Lee said that. No, sorry, Throtz said that he wouldn't miss a game. No. Okay, one way or another, Lee was incorrect on whether Whitfield would play or not this week, and they made a ten dollar like... bet in in for the cancer council as well. So. Oh. Very nice. Uh, thank you for losing bets for the Counter Council. We appreciate that. Uh, actually, speaking of losing bets, actually, Pistol, before you move on to any more, uh, yes. I do owe the Cancer Council $30. I did a Patreon podcast with one Tom, uh, debuted on the podcast uh, during the week, because he bet me that Richmond would beat Port Adelaide a couple of rounds ago. He finally got the equipment to uh, get the podcast out. I was supposed to follow that with a bet to the Cancer Council. I've not done so yet. Uh, we'll do today to be read out for the Monday podcast. So just thought I'd get that out of the way before he bombards me with abuse. Okay. Shall we jump straight into the teams? We shall. So opening on Friday, we've got the Battle of the Podcasters pistol. Collingwood versus Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Friday night game is going to be huge. In for Collingwood is Ben Reed and Jamie Elliott. Out goes Mason Cox with an ankle injury and Travis Varco. For Port Adelaide, we've got Robbie Gray, uh, news during the week, uh, advising he had a hand uh, fracture, I think it was. Or was it? It could have been a break, but one or the other, he's out for a month. Carl Amon replaces him in the side. I think the most super coach relevant, or at least for me in this instance, is that Carl Amon is replacing Gray. I thought it would have been someone of uh, Stephen Motlop's or even Kane Farrell's uh, sort of skill set. <laughs> Why are you laughing there? Because you said Kane Farrell and skill set. 
dude, Kane's good. He keep okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna ignore that. Okay. Anyway, I thought they'd bring in a small forward to replace Gray. Amon is more of a I don't want to say wingman because he's played half forward and forward pocket in an assortment of roles, but he's definitely more suited to the wing. So I hope he doesn't go stealing any of Dozma's or you know, I doubt he's going to push Boak towards the forward line or Rockliffe or anyone like that. But <laughs> uh, I just hope he doesn't have an effect on the team or any, in any way, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward, JB, for, for Amon to come in and push Boak out of that midfield. It's uh, <sighs> You know what I mean. <laughs> hey, it'd be good for Collingwood if that happened. So I uh, definitely wouldn't complain. I'll be there cheering us on. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely get the win. Wow, cheers for invite. Would have appreciated going to a game with you, Pistol, considering the teams that are playing. No, we're just podcast hosts. <laughs> All right, just keep it real. That's fine. Uh, do you want to run <laughs> us through the next one? Um, I should say, though, quickly, Darcy Moore, obviously, still hasn't had his rest, which is great for us super coaches. Break even of just 46, so he's going to continue making us some cash. Um, and, yeah. All the Port Boys are in, so that's great news. Melbourne versus Hawthorne. Oscar McDonald, Josh Wagner in. Out for out goes Viney and Wiedemann, who is omitted. On the Hawks side, we've got Dylan Moore comes in and Burgoyne back from that injury. And Scrimshaw is managed and goes out, and Cousins gets that one-week suspension. So he is out. Um, as we touched on the Monday podcast, the Viney injury probably impacts Brayshaw the most because you would expect him to be starting in more center bounces because of that. So other than that, Scrimshaw, take that as a surprise, JB? Yeah, definitely a surprise. I think a lot of people were trading him out this week anyway, but if you're holding him as Whitfield cover, it's going to be especially damaging. Uh, so in terms of that, there's not a whole lot of players to go down to. I assume those who were trading him out were mostly looking at a Rory Laird or a Sicily. Um, those trading him down were maybe holding hope for a Rotham uh, return. We'll talk about that later, but uh, a bit of a spoiler here, Pistol. He was not named. So uh, pretty much we have Answorth not yet on the bubble as our only downgrade option for Scrimshaw. So a little concerning for those with Whitfield and Scrimshaw and not a whole lot of room to manoeuvre. Yeah, and um, just, uh, I guess, touching on that a little bit, Jay Lockhart, who debuted... Don't debut, played his third game last week, uh, managed to keep his spot for D's despite posting a, a score of 39. I don't think he's really too much of a downgrade option. He's averaging 42, but he is cheap at 133k and is a defender and midfielder. So um, good news for those that did jump on him. And, and Mitch Lewis as well um, gets his third game, so he'll be off. Um, the bubble will pop, but um, probably won't be making too much cash, JB. In that case, would you be swinging more down back for Scrimshaw, potentially looking at, maybe not a Mitch Lewis, but we'll talk later about uh, Shy Bolton as well, who's come in. There's maybe more options in the forward line than there is in defense. I think that's a good way to utilize that Darcy Moore swing. I like it just because if Answorth is going to play his third game next week, it means you can trade out then a forward rookie next week. Yep and then swing more back, or you could just get Corbett if he, if he does well this week. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's probably a lot of people's best options. If you don't have more and you do have Whitfield and you do have Scrimshaw, then Scrimshaw. Maybe uh, that fetal position that we talk about so often. <laughs> Having said that, we'll move on to the next game, which is GWS versus St. Kilda uh, down in Canberra. 
For GWS, we've got Phil Davis back into the side and the debut of Isaac Cumming in for Whitfield with a corked thigh and Maddie Bunting. For St Kilda, we've got Joyce, Marsh, uh, Ron Marshall and Hunter Clark in. All for Nathan Brown, Billy Longer, Jack Loney, who suffered that gruesome knee injury on the weekend, and Jack Stephen for more mental health uh, time off, as it seems. So I think it's interesting. Well, firstly, obviously, Whitfield out is huge. Uh, probably, maybe, we don't know GWS, so I actually don't want to put a percentage on this one, but Whitfield probably just out for the one week, right? <laughs> GWS, who knows? Yes. They'll say it's one week, and with Josh Kelly, it'll be you know six weeks. So who knows? But I think from a corky, unless it's like a how corky, it's probably just one week. I'm I'm glad that Canelio played. Um, I guess that affects me more. So yeah, all you have to hold him if you own him because that's all we know at the moment. We we haven't heard anything that's going to be multiple weeks. So I wouldn't be trading you know one of the best defenders out just for a one week. Yep. Um, Injury, especially with that run coming up. I do want to say, Cumming is priced at 173 because he played that one match last year. Only scored the 16 points, but he does get quite a bit of the ball in the knee full, so it will be interesting to see how he goes and if he can manage to hold his spot when Whitfield makes his you know return. Unfortunately, it looks like, obviously, Bunting out for Davis is the straight swap, and then Cumming, obviously, plays a lot of that running off, uh, rebounding off halfback, and obviously Whitfield does... Some of that as well. So it looks like a very straight swap and when Whitfield returns, coming might go out. But hopefully, as you said, he can hold his spot. He did look good in the JLT coming from memory. So Yeah, he did. Well, on to the uh, St. Kilda side. I think Marshall will be a welcomed return for those who traded him in as well. Having said that, Joyce as well uh, coming into the side. But there's a little bit to look at on St. Kilda's side. Yeah, I, I do see, obviously, Marsh comes in um, for his first game for this year, and he's a 160k defender rookie. So there's a couple of defensive rookies coming through. I just don't know if any of them are actually going to be any good, but at least we have options available, unlike other positions. So we'll keep that in mind. I do want to just add on to Rowan Marshall coming back. Did knock out Billy Longer. Rowan Marshall isn't, you know, playing a pure forward role that we thought that might happen at some stage of the season, which is really, really promising for those that did get him, especially because we weren't sure how long he was going to be the number one ruck for, because we thought you know, Longer could come in and just hold that indefinitely. So it seems like Marshall might be a better pick uh, than we gave credit for um, a few weeks ago, JB. Yeah, hindsight is beautiful, and Marshall's rucked far better than I think most people predicted he would go. So we'll move on to the next game, that being Brisbane versus Sydney at the Gabba. Brisbane go in unchanged, while Sydney brings in Will Hayward, Kieran Jack, and Fox. Going out is Robottom, Ryan Clark, and Ben Ronk uh, was also dropped for this one. So I wouldn't say the swing of an axe as uh, the three names going out aren't very established Sydney Swans, but um, three omissions and, and three fresh players coming in should be good for them. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of supercoach relevance here, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of hope for Sydney in this one either. No, I'm not sure there will be either. Um, Nick Blakey does re- remain on the field here. I just wanted to ask, who do you think is going to cop the Swans tag this week? I mean, realistically, you would expect it to be Neil. However, historically for Brisbane, they tend to tag Zorko or Daniel Rich. And 
of those two, Daniel Rich is in scintillating form this season, so it wouldn't shock me if Daniel Rich was tagged, but at the same time, I mean, you just have to try it. Yeah, at least they start Hewitt on Neil for the first quarter and see how he tracks because it hasn't really been tried to to great effect this season so far, but you know he might be untaggable, and in that case, they'll just move it on to Rich, I think. All right, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what does happen in this game. Um, I do think it might be a bit of a bloodbath. I think um, Lions will be far too good for the Swans in this one. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, next one. All right, well, we've got West Coast Eagles versus Gold Coast Suns, the two informed teams of the competition. In comes Jack Redden and out goes Jared Brander. And uh, on the Suns side, you've got Aaron Young. Miles comes back in and Will Powell. And Lukosius is omitted, as is Will Brody. And Pierce Hanley cops an injury, so if you do have him, might be time to just get rid of him now that the injuries have started You know, on Hanley. They're probably going to continually derail this season, as we've seen plenty of times before. Not that he's largely supercoach relevant, but Lukosius being dropped is a bit strange by Gold Coast. I thought they would have just given him pretty much two seasons at, at the footy in... You know, they're not in to win games, especially not in West Coast against West Coast. So, yeah, a bit confusing there. Uh, in regards to Hanley, yeah, definitely. When the injuries start, it tends to be a, a all downhill from there for Pierce Hanley. So, not good for owners. No, but I am looking forward to a, a big Jack Darling score this week. I think it's definitely on the cards. So, fingers crossed for owners. I, well, I mean, I don't know if there's any owners left, but <laughs> still fingers crossed for the... <laughs> the dead teams that are still holding him. Yeah, I was going to say that. There's probably a bunch of ghost ships out there with Jack Darling still in their team, but they haven't checked it since round two, so it's fine. Uh, we'll move over to the next game, the Saturday night game, Brisbane... I uh, saw Brisbane. Bulldogs versus <laughs> Richmond. Uh, Bulldogs make no change in this one with Richmond. Obviously, Jack Rewalt goes out with that knee injury and David Asprey goes out with an ankle. Uh, in comes Shy Bolton and Connor Manager. So... Bit of a talking point this week. Shy Bolton, uh, not overly expensive as uh, wasn't exactly impactful in the last season of footy that he played. So he still comes in at a fairly rookie price. I think he's around 134k. Uh, now on the bubble, we'll be playing this week. It does have a score of 75 in there as well. So we'll make some early money at the very least. Now with Jack Rewood out for, I think it's uh, it's two, about six weeks, is it? Six, eight weeks? Yeah. Yep. So now with that, in the works, maybe Bolton actually gets a good month or so run at the footy and, and just sort of stays in the squad. With his scoring potential showed thus far this year, do you think he's a viable option to downgrade to? Well, touched on again in the Monday podcast, you still have Cochin to return and he's going to take someone out of that side. So it's probably going to be one of Bolton, Boltar or Ross. Um, I mean, it could be Castagna if he just like plays incredibly badly, but I don't really think that it will be him or Baker if he has you know three shockers. I mean, Manager's definitely first out of that team though for starters. Yeah, well, when Asprey comes back, you know, Manager, it's not a like for like, but I think this is a fine week um, or a unique week in that you know Bulldogs don't have that many tools anyway, so they don't really need Asprey for this week. But in in coming weeks, they de- they definitely do need him. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if Bolton has that good job security, but I'll take three to four weeks over pretty much any other forward rookie at this stage because I don't know if they're going to have three and four weeks. So 
he would be, I guess, one of the better rookie trading options this week, given a lot of them don't have good job security. Yeah, and as you said, his job security might not be amazing, uh, but I'm kind of actually more concerned about his scoring potential. Um, obviously, that is best uh, judged in hindsight, but uh, what we've seen so far from him is pretty much his game, his game of 75 this year is the best that we've seen. Uh, so it was good. <laughs> it was good, obviously, but other than that, it's pretty much just been 50 and, and below uh, exclusively. So hopefully he can pull that scoring potential up, but I, I think I've got more concerns over that than the shoddy job security. Well, the thing is you don't need to trade in a rookie this week if you don't want to. There's there's no standout options. There's no one screaming, pick me. Yeah, so it that's could be exactly a week. right. Yeah, you, you might not need to take one, but there are two Bulldogs rookies um, that are also going into their third match, and that's Will Hayes and Lockie Young. I do quite like Will Hayes just as a mature ager. I think that gives him, I guess, more of a chance to stay in the team over someone that might you know, need a rest after a couple of weeks, and he definitely hasn't looked out of place in his first two matches. Lockie Young has also played a role and done well in the Bulldogs, but he is playing in a highly, I guess, contested position, uh, and he could be dropped. I mean, I guess the same goes for Will Hayes. They could be dropped at any week. Actually, the same goes for any Bulldogs player with Bevo as a coach. <laughs> You're not wrong. Anyone could be dropped at any time, which is just absolutely terrifying. So if you don't mind trusting Bevo, then sure, jump on. But if you have some Bevo-related trust issues, you might want to stay away for the sake of your health. And if you don't have Bevo-related trust issues, then you probably haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> or you just have already made your mind up at the beginning of the year to stay away from all Bulldogs. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, enjoy reading out the next game. Pistol might take a 10-minute break here. <laughs> Carlton versus North Melbourne. There are a lot of changes on the Sunday, si- on the Sunday side. On the Carlton <laughs> side, <laughs> there is an extended bench, but out goes Kate Simpson, Mitch McGovern, Nick Newman, and Matthew Cruiser, probably four of their best 10 players at least. And in comes some of uh, Setterfield, Angus Schumacher, Jared Garlett, Liam Stocker, Charlie <laughs> Kerner, Andrew Phillips, Tom Williamson, and Matthew Lobb. And on the North Melbourne side, out goes Aaron Hall. He's omitted. And in comes Shawnee Higgins. And uh, on the extended bench, we also have Marley Williams, Taylor Gardner, Jai Simpkin, and Tom Campbell. JB, I need a break after that, so uh, give me your thoughts on this uh, Carlton side and who you think's going to make that final bench. Yeah, so you'd expect Charlie Kono to be named uh, directly for Mitch McGovern. Whether he's a late out or not is yet to be seen because that is his MO at the moment. Uh, besides that, you've got Nick Newman and Cade Simpson going out. Now, Stocker's been playing off that half-back line in their VFL, and Williamson, we already know, is a defender. So I think those two are fairly straightforward swaps there. As for Cruiser, um, you know, you'd probably expect Loby to come in. He is a ruckman as well. So not a whole lot of confusion on that one. I think Setterfield misses out. Schumacher and Garlett, as well as Phillips, uh, probably all miss out as well. Oh, wait, actually, Phillips... <laughs> Oh, yes. I was waiting for that. I didn't I even see him there. Okay, well, maybe Loby's the backup Ruckman and Phillips rucks, okay? We don't know. Yes. No, I, I think uh, Phillips is probably going to get a gig, and I only think one of Stocker and Williamson will get Ooh. the game. You think Setterfield comes week. in then? I do think Setterfield comes back. I yeah. disagree. So I, I feel like it's Setterfield. If I had to guess, 
Setherfield, Stocker, Phillips, Charlie Kerner. Um But then again, I, I just feel like Williamson needs a, a couple more games in the VFL. I think it was just the 10 touches off the top of my head um, last week. I actually could be entirely wrong because it was off the top of my head, but uh, I don't remember <laughs> him setting it absolutely alight. So I feel like he could have another week in the VFL there. On the um, North Melbourne side, no Bailey Scott, but we'll read uh, I guess our guesses from the extended bench. I would guess that Davies Uniaki still grabs a game. Oh, this could be anyone. Cam Zuha was actually good. <laughs> Z- Zuha? Yeah, it's Zuha. Zuha. Um, was good last week, so he will remain in the side. And then probably Sam Wright as well. And then it, you could just throw a dart at any one of the other names on that bench. I think this is just straight swap. Higgins in for Hall, and the other four will be uh, emergencies. The other four, as in Marley Williams, Taylor Garner, Jai Simkin, and Tom Campbell? Yep. All right, perfect. Uh, anything else to add to this game, or should we move on? Nope. Next game is Geelong versus Essendon at the MCG. Uh, I'll read Essendon first so I don't yell. Um, but we'll start off with the ins as uh, Erasio Fantasia, Draper, Kyle Langford, Aaron Francis, Ben McNeese, and Begley. Going out is Mitch Brown and David Myers, who's been managed. Managed? He hasn't managed to get a touch pistol, so I'm not sure about that one. Geelong, income Jordan Clark, Darcy Fort, Zach Guthrie, Brandon Parfit, and Parsons. Out goes Charlie Constable. I think the question I have for this game is how do you decide which names you pronounce their full name and how do you know which ones you pronounce just their last name? When I'm confident I know their their first name for sure, I'll go with it. It says their first name. I must be on a different site because (laughs) it just has the first initial, so... I was impressed with some of the ones you rattled off earlier as well. I gave you too much credit. You got a you got a cheat sheet there. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the AFL website. That's probably the best way to look at. The I'm on AFL the AFL teams. website also. I don't know. Look, this is awkward. Okay, well, I feel like we're the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good gift. Uh, irregardless, uh, we'll start by talking about Constable. Twenty-one disposals and a goal last week. 10-goal win over the reigning premiers was not enough for him to keep his spot. Uh, Clark, apparently the coach is confident he will return, so maybe, if I'm looking into this a little bit, it is a speed issue, as it might be one for the other. But having said that, Parfit probably comes in as well. So uh, what do we think of this, Pistol? Because I'm upset. I think it's hilarious that Scott came out and he was like, yeah, I'm not in the business of giving false hope. I told Jordan Clark that he was rested and I'm going to live up to my word and I'll bring him back in. But then you just like look at Constable the previous week and he was managed and then he got his one game. So, you know, Scott's like, yep, tick, brought him back and then just drops him out of nowhere the next week. And he's not so out of out. form. I th- oh. <laughs> he's not I out of form. It. Watch out, Jordan Clark. I feel like you've got one week in this side <laughs> just for that that tick. Yep, I, I didn't give you false hope and then, then gets dropped. Um, I'm guessing Cam Guthrie might go out for Parfit, if I was to hazard a guess, but yeah, complete guess because because Myers was so good last week and O'Connor has been excellent the whole season. Yeah, um, and if Myers was me. out, you'd expect it to be. <laughs> I mean, the thing that surprises me is why have they given the out already of Constable if it's just uh, omit- omitted when they're going to omit someone else for Parfit? 
well, I mean, then they'd still need to name someone on the extended bench. Yeah, so. but you can give the two outs and then the f- the five ins. Then you then you need to add someone to the oh, extended do you? bench. Yeah, oh, well, I don't know what I'm at talking the moment, about. Then obviously, you've got. Yeah, like, can't constable be an emergency, <laughs> or the other person well, that you omit? I mean, he, he, yeah, but he, they didn't want to. They wanted to omit constable. He's not on the extended. Geelong are frustrating. <laughs> Geelong are, and then <laughs> hopefully no late outs as well, just to add some. You know, I hope there are fuel to the fire. I, I just want complete carnage now that they've ruined my day. Okay, well, Tom Atkins is named on the field, so. I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Tim Kelly, obviously <laughs> named on the wing. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just going to ignore JP. I'll continue on. Solo pod for the rest of the podcast. Right. Um, on the, yeah, I was going to say on the Essence side, but I'm trying to find the rookies and can't really see any. So Nice, dude. That, the solo be pod's yeah. being a ripper so far. <laughs> it's really taken off. You can find <laughs> me, and, me and Mike on the next podcast. Maybe just the next game will do. <laughs> Adelaide Crows versus Fremantle. We've got Josh Jenkins, Bryce Gibbs, Chase Jones, and Darcy Fogarty on the Adelaide side. Coming in for the Dockers on the extended bench, we have Brett Buley, Brandon Cox, Sean Darcy, and Taylor Duman. I just guessed all those first names, JB. I couldn't see the... Don't lie to me. See the first one. On the, if I had to guess the extended interchange, because no one is a confirmed out, it's a bit tough on the Crows side because... Gibbs and Jenkins. Jenkins won't play. All right. I guess it's not that tough then if you just like remove Jenkins from the mix. Um, yeah, I guess it's just going to be Gibbs, Kelly, Cam Ellis, Yolman, and uh, no, it is harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to hear this solo pod when you bring it out. <laughs> I did one last year when you and Chaser didn't turn up. Oh, okay. Seems like a bit of a attack on us, but I'm not. I'm not holding on to anything. <laughs> uh, on the on the Fremantle side, I think they'll go in with no changes this week. It'd be good to see Brett Bewley get a game, though. It would be. It'd be great for Supercoach, but I feel like they would have announced it by now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so Dooman was is coming that. off a suspension, though, so he might come back in. Uh, obviously, they did consider him best twenty-two. We won't know until uh, Fremantle are as big of a nutcase as what Geelong are becoming. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good way to summarise. <laughs> yeah, good, good job on these teams, JB. We really uh, just stumbled our way throughout all of them. I nailed it. I'm not sure what you were actually doing towards the end there, but we'll move on <laughs> to the captains' options for the week. I think for myself, it's very cut and dry. I've got the big vice captaincy on Max Gorn. Uh, I would usually trust Grundy, but against the Port Adelaide Ruckman, they tended, tended. That's not a word. They did a yeah, good job. Why not? They did a good job on Max Gorn in round one, as we all know. So I'll shy away from that. Go Max Gorn vice captaincy into Patrick Cripps against North Melbourne, who couldn't stop a midfielder against them if they tried, which they quite obviously don't. If you, I don't know how closely you watched that Port versus North game last week, but. Boak was literally in three-meter space every single stoppage, and he was the only one getting clearances for us. It was quite amazing. It was. He was phenomenal, but against Pies, they're going to get absolutely wrecked in the midfield. So I'm just saying, like, in regards to the Crips now versus North Melbourne oh, as, a well, vice cap- yeah. as a captaincy option. I don't think you can go past Crips here yeah. as a C. Like, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But a couple of VCs that I've got my eye on personally... 
kind of a he's seemingly a unique VC this week, and that's Lockie Neal. Everyone obviously assuming he gets a tag, and he probably will. But I feel like Cripps is a good enough captaincy option where you can really just go for the unique um, VC because at the end of the day, Lockie Neal has four scores at 140 or above out of his six matches. So if he doesn't cop the tag, you're pretty much going to get a great captaincy score and they should wipe the floor with Swans this week as well. So I'm I'm, I'm tempted by Gorn, but I think I'm leaning towards Neal. And lastly, McRae's record against Richmond is very good. So there's another... I mean, the problem is he's not in good form himself. But yeah, the the history with a 160 and a 126 and... Um, well, that was from a couple of years ago. But yeah, he's pretty much just scored above tons um, in his last couple of matches against Richmond. And hopefully... They need to bounce back because they're not in the best of form and hopefully Bevo plays McRae fully in the midfield and he would be another good captaincy option. I think Bulldogs come close in this one. I actually have a good feeling about them this week. In that we, All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go out and bet Tom that he can podcast if they win, but <laughs> um, no, they, I think they, this is the type of one that they bounce back into and they play Richmond pretty well. Well, we didn't really give too many options. I feel like there's kind of very safe options this week. It's not really yeah. the risk the week where... I mean, I think yeah, Crips can... is just so obvious that it's, you know, you can take a punt as VC if you want. If you've got a good feeling about someone like Rockcliffe or Boke, or I, mean, I, I don't have a good feeling about either of those against Conor this week, but if you personally have good history with you know going with those players, you think they'll do something this week, then, yeah, I think you could pretty much go... Someone, anyone that has a nice ceiling for you into Crips and you're going to be laughing either way. Merritt as well, off the top of my head, has a good history against Geelong. I just don't know what that those numbers are. Um, nice. So that's probably not very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, that's not great at all. If you do have Josh Kelly, how do you think he goes against Saints and do you think he'll get the tag? Yeah, I mean, he has to have Jack still go to him. They, they have limited options this week. Uh, although Cornelio, if he does start off uh, extremely well in the first couple of quarters, maybe there's a switch. But Josh Kelly is their main operator and main connector and link now, especially now that Whitfield's not there. So they really need to shut down that that kicking of his. And you know, no one better than Jack Steele. He does pretty good jobs on opponents. Not really a hard tag, but is just that start that that run with at the beginning that sort of threatens them enough, and like he sort of makes his presence felt. So I think around 110 is where Kelly will be capped at this week. All right, well, then I think the last section... Well, actually, let's before we move on to um, the next section I was thinking of, let's go on to a different section. I know you have no idea what I'm talking nope. about. But the Bubble Boys for this week. Now, we have the teams in front of us. We have Scrimshaw and Constable out. So tell me, what would you do as owners of those two players, which I know you are, and how much of a priority are they to move on? And then... Give me your top three bubble boys across any line. Yikes. So I'm on the spot here. Um, yes, completely on the spot. So uh, in regards to Scrimshaw and Constable to answer your first question, uh, I'm very, very okay with holding Constable this week. His break-even is still or is definitely low enough for you to carry on with him, uh, and I assume he comes into the team next week. Uh, in, Why? I, 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 I probably I give... 
Geelong too much credit in thinking that they've actually got a good game plan and they're dropping him solely due to pace and what Essendon have done to them in the past with their pace and that he'll come back in when you know they're not versing the fastest team in the AFL. Which which do you know which teams are the slow teams? Like I think I I, I like it's a nice theory that he got dropped for pace because I mean it does make sense this week, but I feel like there's just no guarantee that he comes back into that side. Oh, of course, there's no guarantee, but I think at least you give him one week's grace, and if he's not in back, if he's not back next week, then you can then assume you know maybe they they have different plans for him. They might run him in the VFL for a, a extended period or a semi-extended period in that case you know I'm happy with trading out but I just think it's you know there's no reason to rush him out of your team this week unless you're facing a zero or having to play two of Gibbons and Atkins on the field and, you know in that case maybe you save points by trying to get him upgraded but yeah I just with a break even of 37 I think it'd just be far more beneficial for you to just hold him for one week and see how he goes I I do agree um, even though I have been playing devil's advocate, I just do see an opportunity with Will Hayes being available as a midfielder. I'm just thinking about Haitley and how we were all expecting him to come through and everyone missed out on Ross. And now if you miss out on Hayes as well, there doesn't seem to be like a really good midfielder coming through at the moment. I mean, maybe Stocker, play, but the thing is like... is. I don't know what role he's going to get. I don't know if he's going to be dropped when Simo and Newman are back in you know three weeks. There's a lot up in the air, and if you desperately need a midfield downgrade, there might not be one on the cards for a little while. I guess Answorth has um, that dual position uh, eligibility, so you might go there. But yeah, I think what's going to end up happening is if you don't downgrade Constable this week, which I wouldn't personally do it myself. I think you'll end up being forced to upgrade him in the coming weeks if he doesn't return. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's all logical thinking. And if you're concerned about that happening, if you've got very specific plans that requires a midfield downgrade at some point, then, yeah, like you said, there's not much on the horizon. Uh, there probably will be something pop up soon, as there usually is. We didn't really expect Haze or anything like that. So, but, you know, you can't put all your eggs in that basket. So I could completely understand people trading out Constable. And, you know, I'm I'm personally trading him out next week because I, I have the money to upgrade him. So, yeah, I'm selling the break-even. But at the end of the day, it's not, yeah, it's not everything. So, you, yeah, you can pretty much do whatever your team requires. And then your thoughts on, I guess, Scrimshaw, you just said you may as well trade him. And I tend to agree that, he doesn't. He's pro- he probably would have scored well this week, but I can't imagine he's going to make you too much more money. He's already at a, a kind enough price and has made you a lot of money. So if you were going to ditch him, feel free to ditch him this week. And if not, just wait. I wouldn't go early on Answorth. I'd just wait and see how he goes this week. With all of the defensive rookies coming through, I know a lot of them don't seem like great scoring options. I would give it another week and wait and just see which ones. If any of them score really well this week, they might then be the next target. Otherwise, um, if you can trade him to Hayes, like myself, that might be a go-to move instead. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And I'm trading Scrimshaw now this week because he's out and uh, moving more uh, down back. I'm upgrading Scrimshaw, though, so it's a little bit different, but... Yeah, I've got no quarrels with people trading him out this week. Although he's just been managed and he's probably going to play next week, um, there's no guarantee. And like you said, he's reaching his capacity in money-making anyway. So, And the three best bubble boys for this week, JB? 
Oh, okay. So number one. It's a tough one. I have put you fully on the spot here. Yep. So number one, I'm going to put it as Will Hayes. Uh, he showed enough that um, he just he has that potential to have a random game out the blocks that can make him a lot of money. So I think he's safe enough in that squad and, and the scoring potential is there enough uh, to trust him as a trading option. I mean, I'm not filled with confidence on him, but I, I just think it's quite, it's just good enough at the moment. So um, we'll move over to number two, which is probably going to be Shy Bolton. Although I don't trust his scoring potential and I don't have an extreme amount of trust for his job security either, uh, all he needs is a couple of good games to go right for him and, and he could cement himself in that, t- in that team. And he's been doing crazy things in the VFL. So if he just has 20% of that translate to AFL footy, then he's going to be putting out some you know decent enough scores around the 60s. So he's also playing in a team that's you know pretty pretty good itself. So uh, number three, uh, boy, this is where it gets really ugly, Pistol. Um, <laughs> no, no two, two is fine. I guess it, we're really comparing between... Mitch Lewis here and you probably go Lewis Lockie Young, Young. as number three. <laughs> Lewis. Oh, sorry. And then is it Lewis or Lockie? Lockie Young. Oh, my bad. Okay, you're probably going for Lockie Young, but it's I mean it's, it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, two was probably a better question to ask. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for letting me <laughs> off the hook there. No, you're welcome. And JB, it is the end of April, so do you know what that means? Oh, means it's a, it's about to be May. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and do you know what that means? <laughs> um, oh, the uh, the prize leagues. Yes, the prize leagues. Jeez, oh, why don't you just start with that? Oh, you, oh, all right. Anyway, uh, so what do we have? We have prizes for the prize leagues for the winner <laughs> of April. Um, so the pri- what the prize leagues are, if you are unaware, is one of our tiers in our Patreon lets you enter the prize league as well as the Slack channel um, and the highest scoring player of the month will win a Dr. Supercoach prize. Which is? Uh, merchandise. Oh, we'll, we'll keep some, we'll keep some uh, magic and not say what the prize no, is right now. It is come merchandise. On. Nah. Well, I mean, you can if you want. but Yeah, I reckon, I reckon we should. You've built it up now too much anyway, so whatever you're going to say is going to be disappointing. <laughs> the winner of the the monthly prize gets a Dr. Supercoach mug. So, very prestigious award and something you could put right <laughs> up on the mantle uh, or you could drink coffee out of it. Up to you. And we also have a lucky prize winner, which is just a, a random draw from a random number generator that is definitely not biased towards calling supporters and <laughs> they will be chosen... Um, for a lucky dip prize, which is not a mug because you have to earn those mugs, uh-huh. um, which is a stubby cooler. So you there can use go. them for cans of Coke, cans of Sprite, cans of Fanta, uh, cans of Pepsi if you like them, um, and, and non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah, uh, yeah, all of I the would... non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah, of course, not alcoholic beverages. That'd be ridiculous. And the winner for this week's month of April is the Prophet, coached by Warren. So the interesting part about this is he beat Eccles by one point over the entire month. Eccles, no. (laughs) They are... I mean, Eccles is well inside the top 1K and and, uh, um, Mr. Prophet himself is uh, just borderline top 1K. 
So both on great trajectories so far, uh, trending very highly. So definitely, if you want to be uh, in this this group, I guess, um, check us out on group, Patreon. Group, I guess. The group, I guess. Oh, <laughs> the words are fading. And the lucky prize winner, JB, you pulled it out earlier, not me. So there was no Collingwood bias. Goes to. Can I do a mini drum roll? I don't know how to come across on the mic, but... Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, I thought you were going to say the name. <laughs> I was. I was going to drum roll myself. Uh, okay, well, that's lame. Okay, well, uh, fine. The winner of that is Bayer Saints, coached by Brad. So um, not exactly on great terms, Brad and I, but... <laughs> no. Had to be Brad. <laughs> no, we, we've got a fierce uh, rivalry in the... the keeper league that we have on on the slack channel but at the same time he's in team jb in the rival league so we've got a love-hate relationship brad and i <laughs> excellent well congrats to the prize winners we'll uh, contact you shortly to get them sent out and to everyone else you can find us on twitter ask us our questions ask us questions before lockout find myself at pistol underscore drc jb at jb underscore drc Chizo with a z underscore drsc and the doctor supercoach one is doctor underscore sc doctor spelt out i noticed someone tagged the other doctor supercoach from i think they're in sweden or something oh no the other day on twitter which was pretty funny and uh thank you for listening community <laughs> <laughs>